what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. I had a blast last weekend. Lodi short track the Lodi Cycle Bowl. Chad Coast took the win. Michael Anderbitz in a close second. Cole Crowley finished up third. Man, I love that track, and I need to race there sometime. Sacramento Mile, great racing in both classes. In the Twins, Jared Meese showing that he's still strong. It doesn't matter what track we go to. Kenny Coolbeth kept him honest, though. He's right there in second. And Brian Smith, who tracked him down right there at the end, finished up third. Indian Motorcycles, the top seven spots. In the singles class, we've had six races and six different winners, and Colby Carlisle got the monkey off his back. His last win came in Charlotte 2016. Another busy one this weekend for me, getting started tonight with the All-Star National and Peoria Speedway, then we head into Springfield, Illinois for the TT and the Springfield Mile. Jared Meese, definitely the favorite to win this, but Kenny Coolbeth is always fast at Springfield. Don't count out Brian Smith, who came up just a little bit short last weekend. Brad Baker's always fast on the miles. Don't count him out with the fourth place finish last weekend. Has a little bit of momentum coming into Springfield. Jeffrey Carver had the speed last weekend before he had a mechanical issue. And then Henry Wiles, Mr. Consistency in 2018. Can he win his first national on a mile? Tomorrow night, the AFT singles will be running in conjunction with the All-Star National Flat Track Series at the Multipurpose Arena in Springfield. Last year's winners, Hayden Gillum, isn't on the entry list. He's my favorite going in. We'll see if he shows up to race. Jesse Janish finished second there last year. That may slide him up to our favorite. Colby Carlisle finished third, and Cameron Smith was fourth. So can these riders move up the podium? We'll have to wait and see. This week's guest is Australian rider Max Whale. He may be new to our series, but he's no stranger to flat track racing. Six races into the 2018 season, he has already made two main events at the age of 17. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Max Whale. Well, hello. Hey, Scotty, how you going? Good, man. How are you doing? Pretty good, thank you. Max, what are you doing? Is this is this the killer whale, Max Whale from Australia? Is this why you have on the phone? Yeah, yep. Can do Australia. Coon do Australia. So you've had to correct me a few times because it looks like Con do Australia, but it's Coon do Australia. Is that where you're born, or is that just where you're from? No, nah, that's where I'm from. I'm born at uh, Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia. How far apart is that from each other? Uh, probably about three hours. Okay. What's it like growing up down in Australia? Um, when I was younger, we moved to the country when I was about seven years old, so it's a bit different, but it was different moving from the city to the country, which um, I enjoyed a lot more now. So you say country. Can you compare it to any part of the United States? Uh, just sort of like uh, we've been up to uh, Pennsylvania and stuff, and it's pretty uh, laid back. And in the we just call it like in the country. It's sort of just like a... You know, you got a bit of acreage and a bit of land to yourself and stuff. Okay. Do you, do you have a job down there in Australia? Do you work? Uh, no, I just helped out on the farm. We own, okay. uh, we own 100, 160 acres and uh, run about 120 head of beef cattle. Wow. That's a, that's a full-time job right there. I think, you know, farm, farm people here get up really early and, and they work until dark. Is that the same way over there? Um, not really. We've got pretty uh, pretty good land, so we can sort of be a bit more lenient. We've got a good neighbour that helps us out with the cattle whenever we need a hand. So, um, 
Mum and dad are both semi-retired, so it's been uh, helpful him just going back and forth from our farm to his farm, helping us out while uh, while we're away. Man, that is cool. So uh, let's get to know Maxwell a little bit further. Uh, when did you start riding motorcycles? I started riding when I was uh, four years old. And you're 17 now? Yep. Yeah. So what was it that made you decide you wanted to start riding motorcycles? Um, my mum and my dad both raced, and... Um, Dad owned bike shops, so there was pretty much no option just going to be racing, really. Wow, that is cool. So what kind of racing did they, did they do? Uh, they used to road race in Australia. Yeah, and Dad used to help Dad used to help out uh, flat trackers back in Australia and motocrosses. So I went down for a race meeting one day and just loved it and never turned back. So I had, there was a, a guy that came up here, Mick Kirkness was from Australia. And when he first came up here, he said the transition to uh, America was hard, mostly because of the, the type of racetracks we use. And I believe, if I think back, he said they don't even use steel shoes down there. Is that still the same right now? Um, a lot of people don't use steel shoes and a, a lot of people do. It's sort of just like a personal opinion. I, I run a steel shoe back in Australia. I don't know why you wouldn't really. So what's the difference in the tracks between the American tracks so far that you've seen and the Australian tracks? In Australia, we don't really have uh, clay. We've more got deco, which you guys call pea gravel. And we use a 21-inch knobby front and an 18-inch trial-style rear. Okay. So it's a a lot different setup. How hard is it for you to adjust to the 19-inch wheels and tires that we use here? Oh, it's a bit different. You know, uh, we struggle we struggle with setup so far with the uh, clay half miles, and um, but we're getting there slowly. So your dad is your mechanic. Is that is that right? Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, my mechanic. Yep. Okay. You, I, I've seen you kind of hang around Matthew Gunther a little bit, and he's our number one listener here of Off the Groove. Has he kind of helped you with any of the setups? I mean, do you have anybody else you can talk to that races here that can help you with the setup of the bikes? Yeah, we've had a lot of help from um, a lot of races so far, like uh, Matt and Keith, and they help a lot. And um, Brandon Price and Phil Price, they help out a lot as well. And Henry Wiles helps out. It's been awesome. That's cool. So let's get back to when you when you first started racing. How old were you when you first raced a motorcycle? Uh, I was four years old when I first started racing. I raced a um, KDX 50. And then you just slowly progressed through and, uh, you know, all the way up through the ranks. Did you take your time or do you move up fast to the bigger bikes? Um, sort of just like, yeah, we went up slowly. But as I got older, we sort of, as soon as we could hop on the bigger bikes, we did. Back in Australia, you can ride a 250 at 13 and you can only start riding a 450 at 16. So as soon as we turned 13, I was on a 250. And as soon as I turned 16, I was on a 450 back home. Wow. Do you look up to any racers down there or do you look up to some American racers or is there anybody you really look up to? Yeah, I look up to a lot of people, you know, Mick Kirkness and Luke Goff, the Australians. And of course, you know, the guys over here that are like Henry and Jess Carver, Brian Bowman, they're cool. Yep. Did you did you talk to Luke or uh, Mick Kirkness about, you know, coming up here? Is is that part of your reason to come up here to the United States is because talking with them or just, you know, idolizing them? We uh we help out Henry Wiles when he comes back to Australia with a with the lend of a bike and we talked about it with him and and we sort of just wanted to do amateur nationals have it give it a go and so we did 
in 2016 and came back in 2017 and thought we'll come back in 2018 as a pro and really enjoyed it. So it was kind of through the help of Henry Wiles that made you want to come over to the United States and race with the with the guys up here, right? Yeah, and, and Mick Kirkness as well and stuff like that. We had a, okay. another Aussie come through and do the um, amateur nationals when he was younger, Tommy Edwards, and, and uh, yeah. Do you, are you friends with Tommy Gunn? Yeah, yeah, he's cool. Okay. Is is he going to come back up here for the amateur nationals this year? Uh, no, I don't think so. He's uh, he's focusing on the uh, World Super Sport 300. Wow. Um, wow. World Series, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Well, let's let's go into your past as an amateur. I mean, I've got a list of things right here, and I don't see anything worse than a second. And I mean, some of the titles that you have are just amazing to me. You got second in the 2017 AMA Grand Championships, the 450 Modified Class, the 251 to 500 CC Class, the 450 DTX and Open Singles Class. I mean, that's just in 2017 alone. So you you've got a, a huge resume. Yeah, you know, I come back. I come over here at uh, in the amateur level, and it was good fun. You know, tough competition with Dallas Daniels and Hunter Brooks and stuff like that. And there's a lot of other fast amateurs over here, and had a good time. Well, let's let's keep going. 2017, you're also first in the uh, in the 2017 Australian Junior Dirt Track Championship, a combined four-stroke class. The 2017 Junior Dirt Track 254 stroke class. I mean, it just goes on and on all the way back in 2014 when you were the North Brisbane Cup champion. So. Uh, is there one race out of all those races that I have on your resume that sticks out to you? Um, there's a few that I, uh, I like. As I think in 2015, I won six Queensland uh, dirt track and long track championships in one weekend back home. And, and uh, TBC, that's always fun and career highlights there. And, and racing in Daytona in front of everyone, that was that was awesome. Right on. So... In Australia, what does it mean? You say long track championship, so is that like a half mile or a mile track here? Yeah, long track's like a um, oval, and it's yeah, it's a half mile. We don't really have we don't have miles back home. We've got tracks that are a bit bigger than a half mile and tracks that are a bit smaller than a half mile. We just sort of around that size of track. What uh, you said the tracks were really loose. Are even you know even the bigger tracks are all loose dirt like pea gravel. Yeah, they're all peak gravel back home, yep. Wow. We base our so, tracks off speedway tracks. Okay, so the speedway, like the, the shorter, looser, loamier dirt or pea gravel type dirt. Yep. So how hard is it to transition to the hard-packed clay tracks that we have here in the States? It, it was uh, very hard. You know, I struggled a lot at the start of this year, and we're just starting to work it out now. I got gotcha. you. So let's talk about the off season before you came to to the United States. How hard was it to make the plans? I know I've talked to you in the past, and you said you actually left a bike here from the Dirt Track Grand Championships, and then when you came over here, you picked up another motorcycle. Is that right? Yeah, we um we bought Brandon Price's X um, race bike from last year, and so we got two bikes, and we did as much off season testing as we could back home as riding, and yeah, we just come over here and. We, we sort of had everything already set out. You know, the bike was over here. We had suspension over here. We only had to bring over one more set of suspension. The bike's over here, so it was pretty, it was pretty easy. So you, well, then it's you not just, easy, it's hard, but yeah. Right. You make it sound easy, but you guys have, there, I mean, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And then you also, when you get over here, did you guys buy an RV to travel in? Are you flying to these races, or how are the bikes getting transported from race to race? Uh, we bought an RV, a cheap RV, and we're just traveling from race to race and doing as many meetings as we can in between 
you know, like I did Lodi the night before the mile and trying to do every, every meeting we can. Right on. So you said you did some testing back home. What things were you testing on before you before you flew to the United States? Uh, just suspension, really. We just trying to. Uh, the closest track for us back home to sort of like a, is like close to America is a track that's twelve hours away from home. It's in uh, Sydney, Australia. It's sort of like a bit of a, it's not it's not hard packed, but it's a bit it's a bit harder than what we're we're normally riding on back home. Okay, so changing your suspension. Do you have a suspension guy up here in the United States that you're using, or are you just uh, using what you have and making adjustments at the racetrack? Uh, we're just using what we've got back in, from Australia, and we have one set made in twenty sixteen for the amateur nationals back in the in America, and we've got some stuff from Australia as well that we've used, and it's sort of we've got it set out pretty good. Okay, so let's talk about 2018. You said you're running some of the non-national events. I've seen you at a few of them. Uh, of course, you just mentioned Lodi, but let's go back further in the season. Before the Daytona TT, I saw you at uh, a few of the Steve Nace races, and, man, you were flying. So it, it looked like you took a liking to Savannah, Georgia, and you know the, the, the half-mile at Volusia. Did you like those tracks? Yeah, they were fun. You know, that's when we first came over here, and started work on that clay stuff and yeah we just we struggled a lot this year we're, we're just getting the hang of it the um i struggled a lot at savannah and volusia as well but it's tough we're struggling a lot with the the bike set up at the start and we're just starting to work it out now so when you go to these new tracks you're, you're learning a lot do you take a lot of notes so when you go to a, a similar track here in the united states that you can fall back on is that you know how do you download your information and how do you keep it up to date and and know what you need to do for the next track yeah we've got a, a lot of notes written down in our um, book and after every meeting we just take down notes so then we go to the next clay track and it's just a bit easier so we can either be just two to three teeth off or you know sometimes we even nail it perfect from the get-go right on so let's get into the national series uh you, you said before when i talked to you that you're going to run the whole series is that still true yep we're going to run the full series did you set goals coming into 2018 yeah i wanted i wanted to be inside the uh, top 10 and the overall points by the end of it which is going to be tough and you know i think it's possible still what do you think of the competition so far? I mean, I think we're six rounds in. What are you thinking so far about uh, the American competition, the AFT singles class? It's super tough. You know, in the amateurs, we had six guys that could be easily for the win. But uh, in a in the AFT, we've got 18. It's super tough. And, you know, the competition's hard. Who do you think is your stiffest competition in the singles class this year? everyone <laughs> there you go that that's a great answer right there i mean it any i think like you said anybody that stacks up anybody can make that main event i think any any one of them can win what is your favorite place you visited since coming to the united states favorite place would have to be daytona it was a super nice place loved it there just because of the racetrack or because of the beaches or or what was so great about daytona uh everything really i, I just like the state of florida in general it's cool does it remind you of home Sort of, yeah, nice beaches and pretty cruisy. And we had some fun at Pensacola before the TT. And Daytona was awesome as well. It was good. 
Let's talk about the Daytona TT. It was the you know the second time we've ever raced inside the Speedway. It's got to be a cool feeling, you know, going underneath that tunnel, the park in the infield of Daytona International Speedway, one of the biggest tracks here in the United States. And then we have flat track races in the infield. The track was bigger and better and faster than last year. How did the day unfold for you? And talk about the experience of racing at Daytona. I really enjoyed racing at Daytona. We qualified pretty good to start off with and went good in the heat, got third in the heat and uh, semi jumped the start, got sent to the back row and uh, just couldn't couldn't get enough positions to get to the top nine, which I was devastated about, but that's racing. Do you think you jumped the start because you were a little nervous or were you not used to our starting light system? Oh, definitely nervous, you know. I just, hey, I was freaking out a bit, I think, on that one. Did you feel pressure because it was your first Grand National? Uh, I think so. I just I was just a bit nervous. Yeah, I I totally get that. I mean, anytime I rolled up to a Grand National when I was racing, you know, it's just something different than racing a local race or racing a hometown race. So I can't imagine, you know, going across the ocean to race in a different country to line up with the stars over here or over some anywhere else. But man, uh, my hats off to you. You're giving it a good go. After the Daytona TT, you stuck around in Florida and won a race at the Pensacola at a at a non-national event. How cool was it to win in the United States to get that first win under your belt? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, really fun short track there, and yeah, I love that track. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was a, it was kind of a looser dirt. Uh, looked like you you were right at home, and and you were flying that day too. Yeah, you know, Rob put on an awesome venue that day. Put on track was awesome and. It's an awesome weekend. Um, let's go ahead and move on to at Atlanta. You got 12th in the semifinal there. The track was a little bit uh, different. You know, we, we raced there Saturday night. We rained out. We came back on Sunday. The track changed a little bit. Let's walk through Atlanta. Yeah, I struggled a, a lot at Atlanta. We uh, struggled with bike setup the whole time, and I just wasn't riding 100%, I don't think. Why do you think you struggled looking back at it now? Um, we just, I think we struggled with, just the clay stuff in general. We are, uh, you know, I think we with the the bike was too hard, and uh, we needed to soften it up. So just and, suspension wise. Yeah, and I think we've done a lot more practice and uh, setup stuff, and and we've been looking at other people's bikes, and my bikes has been way off what it should be. We've had the um, we've had this like it's almost flat, and everyone else's is really high in the uh, the rear end and low in the front, and. We've had the bike almost the opposite, so like high in the front and low in the rear, but we've just started to work it out now. Is there a chance that you could hop on somebody else's bike that's already set up for our tracks? Have you even talked to anybody and, and tried to do that? No, not yet. We That'd be really nice. Like next year, the, the goal would be to ride someone else's bikes because, you know, we're struggling a lot and I'm only 17, so I'll be 17 the start of next year as well. So, you know, being young helps out a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I just think I think you're doing really good for, you know, for like you said, changing everything and the suspension is set up so much different. I think you're being really hard on yourself because I think you're I think you're doing really well so far. You're you're you have the speed. I think as soon as you start getting everything dialed in, I think you'll be running up front. Let's talk about Texas was up next. You know, you said you struggled in Atlanta. Let's talk about Texas a half mile, another clay race. Anything exciting happened that day for you? No, uh, not really. You know, we, we struggled at Texas as well, but I, I um I really enjoyed Texas. The uh the state was good and my mum came over before that meeting so that was cool but it sucks I couldn't get a good result. 
was it just for Texas or did she get to go to any other races? Uh, she she stayed for uh, Texas, Calistoga, Arizona Mile, and then she just left after Sacramento, so she watched South oh. as well. That's awesome. So you got to be with your mom on Mother's Day. That's cool. Yeah, yep. Right on. Well, all right. Let's go to let's go to your first Grand National main event that you made. Let's go to Calistoga. How exciting was it to make that first main event? Yeah, I was pretty pumped to make uh, Calistoga half mile. Just meant a lot to me, and it took me like four rounds to make a main. It was it was, uh, it was a long time. It felt like. Was that like a sigh of relief then when you make that main event? Yeah, definitely. I just just a big uh, just a big relief off the shoulders to make a main. Absolutely. Let's go to Phoenix. It was hot. Uh, narrow groove on the inside of the racetrack. Was that your first mile that you've raced on? Uh, no, I raced a uh, mile at the Amateur Nationals in 2016. How did it compare? I mean, I know you know racing against amateurs and racing against pros is a little bit different, but you, you, you finished 12th in the semifinal. So how did that stack up for you that day? Uh, yeah, it was good. I was sitting in, uh, I think, I was sitting in ninth in the semifinal and the chain broke, I think, with three laps, two laps to go or something. And that was... I was pretty bummed about that, but, you know, that's racing, really. Did you like Phoenix? Uh, it was it was fun, but I didn't really... The track was pretty rough and dusty, and it kind of sucked when you were behind because you just couldn't see. I gotcha. Well, let's go into last weekend, the Sacramento Mile. You finished ninth in the semi, barely make it into your second main event, and then you finished 16th. Talk about the day last weekend at Sacramento. Yeah, we had... um, We had, in practice, I felt really good, and we had the mile bike... Been through, I've been in the dyno through the week with the mile bike, and it was the best I've had it all year. And it uh, it developed a miss in practice with in about three laps. So I had to switch to the TT bike, which is down eight horsepower, which made it tough from the start. But I was just happy to get into the main. Wow, I didn't I didn't realize all that's going on. See, I'm I'm sitting way up on top, and I don't know when everybody changes motorcycles and stuff like that. So, have you worked on the bike since you left there? I mean, we've only been gone a day and a half or two days, but do you know why the miss was there? Uh, we're not sure yet. We think it's electrical, so we're going to go back to Illinois and hang out with um, Matt Gunther, and he's got a shed there. We're going to pull it apart and find the problem. Okay. You said you went to the dyno before the, 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 the Sacramento race. Where did you find a dyno to use? Uh, it was it was like, I think, two hours away from Sacramento, and it was a, it was a dyno, and the shop was called uh, Snuffy Racing, and I think that's a good deal on it. It was good help. Right on. That's pretty cool. You found some help up here. Uh, I think it's pretty impressive so far. Out of six races, you've made two main events. Are you happy with your performance so far this year? Uh, yes and no. I'm happy with um, Calistoga and uh, Sacramento, but I was happy with how I was going at Daytona as well. And uh, I think I should have should have made the main there, but just a rookie mistake, jump the start. And, yeah. There's some racetracks coming up. I think you got to be really looking forward to. I think I think you do really well this weekend at the Springfield TT. Are you excited about that one? Yeah, I'm really excited for Springfield TT. It's a race that he last year as an amateur, and it was a fun track, well prepped, and had a good time riding it. I think the dirt will be more like what you're accustomed to, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's a bit looser on top, and it just forms a really good racetrack. Do you guys have TT tracks down there where you have to use the, the, the front brake and you turn right? You, you guys do that down there in Australia, don't you? Yeah, we have a, um, we call it dirt track and it's got a right hander in it. There's normally, there's 
one race a year has got to jump in it, but all the others are just flat, no jumps, but they got right-handers in them. And uh, we're allowed to use front brakes on uh, every track, so even half miles, we're allowed to use front brake. Wow. How hard is it to come over here and not even use a front brake? I didn't know that fact. Uh, it's not too bad. You know, you get used to it after a while. The okay. only bit I really struggle on is the short tracks because you got to get you know, turned quick and pulled up fast. With the front brake, you can charge in the corners a lot deeper too, right? Yeah, yep. Are there any other tracks coming up on the circuit that you're really looking forward to? Uh, Lima, really excited for Lima and uh, Springfield Short Track and Oklahoma City Mile. That one looks pretty cool. Because it's loose dirt, is that why you're looking forward to it? Yeah, but I'm excited for the rest of them, really, to be honest, because uh, we're getting better with setup, and I think it was, it's just still a rookie year. He's got to keep learning. What would it uh, What would it be like if you actually won in your rookie year? Oh, that'd be pretty cool. I'd uh, I'd be uh, stoked. I think you have a pretty good shot at it coming up this weekend at Springfield. I really do. Yeah, thank you very much. But yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be cool. Get a get a win. But uh, yeah, my goal coming into this year was to get a top three at one of the rounds. Well, I, I think you got plenty of time to do that. I think you can pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to jump into Graham's question. This is my grandma, and her name's Kathy Dubler. I don't know if you see her on Facebook or anything, but she has to ask a question to every one of our guests. And Graham's question, she said, so far away from home, do you enjoy the American food and the hospitality? Um, the American food is a bit different to the Australian food. I think I prefer the Australian food a bit better because it's, I don't know, it's, it's easier to eat healthier in Australia. In, in America, there's a lot of junk food. A lot, a lot of fast food places? Yeah, we don't really have that. We don't have as much fast food places. Okay. So you said you're traveling in an RV. So do you guys just like go to the grocery store and stock up and, and make your own food then? Yeah, we just go to Walmart. We stay the night, buy some groceries, and make our own food. We cook pasta and sandwiches and all sorts of stuff here. All right. Are any of your friends and family back home watching on the, the races on fanschoice.tv? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple of friends from Australia watching it, and family watches it too. Like, my mum's not here. She'll watch Fans Choice and stuff. Before you started racing, did, did you watch our American races at back when you were back at home on Fans Choice? Um, when, like, last couple of years, I've, I've um, started watching American Flat Track on the Fans Choice. Yeah. I've always seen the uh, videos on Facebook um, and stuff, but last couple of years is when I really started watching uh, Fans Choice. Who do you think is the best rider over here in the United States? Oh, that's a that's a hard question. Um, you know, Jared Mays is like really consistent, and he's hard to beat. He's shown that this year, winning five out of the six rounds, and yeah. So I'd probably say Jared because he's just super consistent. He is on a mission right now. I don't think any anybody can beat him. But did you have anybody? Before you came to the, to the United States, was it different? Did you have a, a different rider in mind? You know, everyone's really good in that level. You know, Henry Wiles, he's just he's a gun at TTs and stuff. And you got your other riders that are good at certain tracks. But, yeah, all-time favorite rider would probably be Henry Wiles, yeah. And, okay. yeah, Jared's just been super consistent, and the results show how good he's been this year. Well, here's a tough one for you. Is Henry Wiles going to win the Peoria TT again this year? Yep. 
All right. I like it. I, he's my pick, too, right now. If, if anybody's going to beat him, I think it's going to be Jared Meese. But uh, Henry Wiles definitely has Peoria figured out. Are you looking forward to that track at all? Yeah, I'm pretty excited for Peoria. It looks looks cool, you know, on the side of the mountain. And, yeah, that's been one of the ones I've always wanted to do since I was younger. Okay. That's what Mick Kirkness said, too. He loved coming up to that place for sure. Um, do you practice at all jumping? Do you ride any motocross? Um, yeah, we bought a uh, motocross bike at the start of the year and been doing a bit of motocross. You take it with you on the road here in the United States? Yeah, we've got three bikes in the back. We've got a motocross bike and two flat track bikes. And if we've got some extra time on our hands, we'll go do some motocross or some flat track somewhere. Right on. I love it. Well, it's time for the rapid fire questions. So I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to mind. What's your favorite racetrack? It doesn't matter if it's here in, in the United States, somewhere down in Australia, or it could be anywhere else. It could be a road race course for all, all that matters. So do you have a favorite racetrack? Um, I've got a couple. Gunla in Australia, Gunla, and in America, it'd have to be Daytona was a good one, yeah. Okay. Tell me about that Australian track. How big is it, and what's the track like, and why is it your favorite? Uh, Gunla, it's, it's an oil-based track, and... We use a 19-inch front tire and a 17-inch rear, and it, it it's really grippy. And it's, I think there's about six corners in it, and it's just so flowy and awesome. It's probably about half a mile, yeah, a bit longer, but like left and right hand is through it. Wow, that sounds like a fun track. Why are you number 181? Um, well, back home I use a number 81, and you have to use a three-digit number in your rookie year, and um, so I just put 181, yeah. So next year, if you stay in the singles class, I guess you'll be trying to get that number 81, right? Yeah, trying to get number 81. Hopefully. Are you, are you planning on coming back in 2018? Uh, yeah, or 2019, I'm sorry. That's so good. All right. Are you, is there, was there any particular reason you were number 81? Um, when I was younger, we, I was 88. And... Because I wanted to get number eight when I first started, because that was my dad's old race number, and and then we couldn't get it, so I got eighty-eight. And then okay. when I was about uh, seven years old, um, someone else had number eighty-eight, so I had to change, so I just picked eighty-one. Okay, and it's kind of stuck with you, right? Yeah, yeah, we've had eighty-one for almost my whole life now. So I went through some of your accolades earlier, some of the, the races that you've won and championships you've won. What do you do with all of your trophies? Uh, they're, just in my, they're in my room, yeah, in the the house. I was going to say, your room's got to be pretty dang full. All right. What's your, what's your, you said you, there's a lot of fast food places here in the United States. You don't really uh, you like our food so much, but do you have a favorite place you eat when you're on the road? Um, I get Subway for lunch sometimes. We try and eat in the RV as much as we can. And at dinner, I like uh, Applebee's. That's pretty nice. All right. Sounds good. So here's a, here's a tough one for you. Well, it might not be so tough because I think there's only one guy traveling with you sometimes. But it, if you were to win your first national, who's going to get that victory lap with you? Dad. Absolutely. I, I knew you were going to say that after I thought, started thinking about it. But uh, that's pretty cool. I'd love to take my dad on a victory lap any any chance I could. Uh, what is your favorite thing that Americans say that's something different than Australians say? I like the southern accents. That's pretty funny. You think I talk funny? No, no, no. no. Okay. The, the strong southern accents. Yeah, that's what? pretty funny. Sort of down like um, 
California, Florida area in there. Okay, all right. Can you can you Florida, imitate yeah. one for us? Can you can you sound like one of those hey, guys? Y'all. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I know it took a lot of work and a lot of effort, and a lot of people are helping you out. So do you want to say thanks to anybody while we have you on here? Oh uh, yeah, I've had a lot of help and support from Americans so far, which has been awesome. We got um. Don from Don's Kawasaki that has helped us out since we've been over here, and Rob McClendon at D and D Cycles there he's he's helped us out a fair bit. Just and all my Australian sponsors as well, Kawasaki and LKI, show you 100%. Shark Leathers, those guys have helped me out a lot back back in Oz. But as in America, we haven't had we don't have much um, sponsorship or any. We've got people giving us a hand and stuff, but we, yeah, we've got no American sponsors as yet. Well, if you run up front, like I think you can, I think some sponsorship might come for you. Uh, I wish you well in the rest of 2018, and I'm I'm excited to hear that you're planning on staying here in 2019. Yeah, yep, yeah. we'll be back in 2019. Man, I love it. Are you going to stay in the singles class, or are you thinking about moving up to the twins class? Uh, we'll stay in the singles class another year because I'm still on the. Uh, I'll be still 17 at the start of next year, and hopefully get a ride next year or some good bikes, and then twins class in 2020, hopefully. That'd be nice. That, sound, oh, single that sounds, dude. That sounds great. I love it. I think you'll you'll be have an advantage next year going back to some of these tracks that you raced already once this year. So I think next year you're gonna be hard to beat. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. I know you're traveling on your way from Sacramento all the way to Springfield, Illinois. I really appreciate you stopping down and taking time for us here on Off the Groove. And man, I can't wait to see you win. Hopefully soon. Yeah, that'd be very good. Thank you very much, Scotty. Means a lot. All right, that's Maxwell from Australia, number 181. Thank you. Bye. I'll talk to you guys next week. I'm going to be hanging out in Springfield announcing the AMA Flat Track Grand Championships Tuesday through Friday. And then I'll head to Lexington for round number eight of the American Flat Track Series. I'll see you at the races.